Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Melissa. We're just two behavior analysts owning and improving our imperfect behavior. Welcome back to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. We are behavior analysts. We are incredibly imperfect, but that's okay. We're going to use what we know about behavior to try and work on them and hopefully share some tricks to help you change your imperfect behaviors as well. So I'm really excited for this episode. Truthfully, it is one of the things that makes me super happy traveling. Summer is coming. Things are starting to open back up again, and I am already planning my next trip. I'm always planning my next adventure. <laughs> you travel a lot. You truly do. It's I'm probably envious. one of my biggest motivators and why I go to work in the first place. Even, you know, sometimes breaking it up into these like long vacations versus a little day trip. I think there are some similarities in the things that we do to prepare for them, right? So talking about, you know, a long vacation. This is, I, like I said, this is something that makes me so happy and my family does not appreciate it about me, but I adore lists. I will make lists for everybody and then disperse them and then I'll make itineraries for everybody and laminate them and people <laughs> probably don't want to come on the vacation with me anymore, but it makes me feel at ease. I think because part of vacations that give me a little bit of anxiety are the uncertainties and like the things that I can't control. So the more that I can control, it, you know, calms me down. Yeah. I am, my husband will laugh at this, but when we travel, I kind of do the same thing, not with lists, but I will spend ample amount of time going through every Pinterest site. I mean, I do this for everything, but specifically with travel, I will go through every single thing. I do so much research and I just find these unique things to do in these cities. Everyone always loves to travel with me when we do it, but it's like a lot of this prep work I put into it to really like go through reviews and see what this person says and what this person says. And it tends to drive my husband crazy. But at the end of it, he's like, whoa, we like fit in so much stuff. But he has asked now that we have a few days of like downtime in between. <laughs> so I have to account for that as well. So now we usually do like a fun filled day and then a relaxing day. Or he'll say, we need one day of just like being spontaneous. So I've had to That's put fair. that into my my routines. But it's something that I really love, but I can get hit every little thing in any city that's of importance, I feel. So I kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I like your Pinterest idea. I do that. So apart from planning, and I think you brought up a really good point, that is you know like your husband's preference are those down days that's something that I really struggle with when it comes to vacations because I want to be like go 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 you want to fit it all in yeah and I I don't want to feel like I missed anything and everybody always has a different preference especially you know we're both traveling with five people at a minimum if you don't have siblings and parents and cousins and you know the dog walker coming you have so many people to you know, fit their needs and their preferences and do what they want to do. So I tend to run people ragged on vacations. That is something I think I need to try and do better. I try to almost take a preference assessment too. Prior to the kids, I would really ask my husband, I need you to sit down and really tell me three things that you want to achieve on your trip so that he's getting his needs met. Now with the kids, they usually don't know where we're going because that limits a lot of behaviors in our household. But 
if it's somewhere like in the future and I have like a list of like kid things, I will likely show it to them and say, okay, what's something that you really want to do? What's something you really want to do? And then that's just the example of that. So that way they do have a say in it. So they all feel like after they left the chaos of the vacation that they like enjoyed themselves. I like your preference assessment idea. And as you're talking, I'm also thinking of like other things that I could do. What if I sat down with my husband because he does not like to participate either in the planning or the compiling of the lists usually him being in the same you know 100 square footage of me is enough participation but what if I took some of his top motivators like we talked about like the baconator and you know a beer and I was just like come plan with me Ding, here you go. Eat your dinner. Yeah, I think you would at least attend for the 20 minutes. And participate, <laughs> yeah. Hamburger. And then, you know, the same thing with the kids. I like that about kind of asking them what they want to do. So at least it doesn't feel like, you know, Shane calls it Nazi boot camp, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like a fun experience for everybody. Let's open my eyes, like when we're on trips to find things like we were just in Nashville my husband likes to do all the whiskey and beer tasting but we found I found this really cool distillery in Nashville and that was probably one of the best parts of the trip and going to the Jack Daniels distillery so that was not something I would typically want to do because I don't like to spend like the time doing the tours but those ones are really fun so sometimes getting to know what they like too Mm -hmm. You know, you shared those times together, so that's fun. Yeah. So getting to the vacation is one thing, Mm. and it's a little bit different from the short day trips, but let's talk about, like, the elephant in the room, the car ride. I know the long trips with your three kids are probably just as torturous as the long trips with my three kids. I don't know. You go far. (laughs) I, I travel a lot, like, up to New England from Virginia, and we travel down the coast of Florida, and over the years, and just with practice, I have gotten more confident. Like, I've done a lot of trips up to Massachusetts by myself with the three kids. Yeah, she's a saint. And the three dogs. (laughs) Three dogs and two cats. Possibly the cat. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But I just have to, like, mentally prepare myself. And then the whole time, it's this fake smile like it's okay guys it's really okay everything's gonna As be the dog okay vomits in the back of the car. oh my gosh the last trip the dog vomited in the car the dog went to the bathroom in my car and then the car broke down all within the same 45 minutes of the trip so we just like toss that one aside it's okay we'll try again next year but there's a lot of things that you can do during that car ride to minimize problem behaviors of the kids, minimize my own discomfort. Yes. So we do a three-hour trip probably every six weeks to our condo out in the Wintergreen area from here. And so we've kind of mastered that trip. Like, the kids are very used to it at first. It was rough. Now the only rough part is, like, that last 15 minutes, like I said last week. But this time I added these little fun bags. So this is something I recommend to the parents I work with all the time, especially to have them always in the car so that they can use them when they go into restaurants or road trips or whatever it is. So I finally got around to doing it myself. And I had their chargers, their charger blocks, like, their books that they're reading right now, their fidgets that they need. We found this really awesome putty um, that's, like, weighted putty, so mm-hmm. it doesn't get all over the car, but it's really good for motor pulling skills, and they love it. So that's been a good one. Their MP3 players, just whatever I can grab, like, a piece of paper, a pencil, things for them to do all in their bag. But I also put, like, a little, speaking of lists, I added a little list to it so that the kids know I'm going to do, like, checks, like, hey, 
go check your fun bag. I want to make sure all those things are still in it. I, we try to do a lot of those types of things and then being like personally responsible for their things, but they obviously need like that help. So, and that's part of what we do with packing too. I give them a list. Here it is. Go find what you need. And then I check it so that they're learning how to pack for themselves. The same thing with the fun bag throughout the whole week. I said, okay, go check your fun bag. We're getting in the car. Go make sure all those pieces are there. Look at the little sheet. And they were able, at least the two older ones were able to maintain that. But they're these little cute backpacks. So they, they're easy to go. And that was great. They had all their stuff. It wasn't flying all over my car. Um, they had it organized. And then we can like hang it over the seat or keep it next to them. And that seemed to really work. And then we weren't fighting over whose charger was whose, whose little block for the wall, like whatever it was. So they really liked that. And then I had like one for the little one too, but I had her grab and go stuff in it. But I think it will be really good. I've noticed um, the oldest actually has been taking it all the time with us in the car. So he knows like that's my stuff. It's my bag. I have all the things I need. And then I'm not running around the house, losing my mind, trying to get them to like go find something to entertain themselves in the car. So that was one thing we added for that. The other thing that we do, we don't do a lot of device time like during the week. It's really limited. Or especially if I know we're going to head out to the condo, I'll limit it for a few days ahead of time. Just so it's inevitable. Like I need my sanity in the car. So I don't feel as feel that mom guilt as much <laughs> when they're on their tablet for probably the whole three hours on the car ride. But we're not yelling and fighting. They're enjoying their time. And again, I don't feel the mom guilt because I've already limited it during the week ahead of time. So yeah. that's something that we do too, knowing that they're going to get ample amount of time on their device in the I car. I love that. Yeah. That depriving them of it to create that motivation. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that um, it takes some planning. But if you can remember like a couple of days before the trip, okay, they're going to have this for hours and hours. I want it to be meaningful. I want it to last them and then to be interested in it. So maybe like two, three days before the trip really really limit the time and they don't have it they don't if we're around town like they don't they're not on their tablets mm -hmm. here so they know we have this thing called the tunnel in virginia beach if you're familiar with it so when we which leave, one <laughs> the big one to get to the world um so they know like once we cross that tunnel like they can get access yeah. to their tablets so they get really excited to have that as a reward in the car too i like that i know one thing that we will do sometimes on like those longer car rides it's i'll keep a stash of either those little toys not like the big ones like the tablet but little tiny manipulatives or some of their favorite like candies or snacks and i'll just like keep them up front and then if i catch them being good like catch them in a moment where they're really like talking nicely to their siblings or the rare occasion that they're quiet and <laughs> just kind of like enjoying the trip I can reward that and I say like you guys are riding so well and we can kind of pass that stuff back and then they start to recognize my youngest is now at the point where you know those kind of skills she'll she'll catch on really quickly she'll be like mommy I'm sitting very <laughs> quietly <laughs> I could totally see her doing that. I think I've actually witnessed it. <laughs> I recognize that. Here you go. And I just like one of the things that I, just breaks my heart because I do like to go on those big trips and because it's too expensive to fly everybody. So we're probably set in stone going to have to take car rides for the rest of our life. It hurts my soul when people go on a car trip and it doesn't work out so well and then they just say I'm never doing that again you know I know it's traumatic and I know it's really detrimental to your sanity but I just you know what I mean like try it again like it's the practice honestly the first car trip I took by myself I was 
terrified. I packed for two weeks preparing for this eight-hour car trip. Mm -hmm. The third time I did it, I think we had a hurricane, and I literally packed up everybody and everything in, like, three hours and then just, like, drove, you know, on a whim. It definitely gets better, but definitely takes practice. Mm -hmm. Speaking of practice, some things that I've done, too, and I tell this, again, to, like, the parents that I work with, to do, like, practice doing these skills when you don't actually have to do them. Yeah. So we had a lot of training in the car the last year because of our... Our life situation so we just had a lot of issues in the car so we've had to work through those with extreme behaviors the yelling the screaming throwing things like not getting their way in the car um to the point where we were like we cannot i almost went and bought myself a brand new car one day because my car wasn't big enough and i needed a third row and i needed them to not be able to touch each other at all we've worked through that now some days i still <laughs> want a bigger car but for now we're we've made it through but we ended up I had to kind of think okay how can I fix this like let me put on my BCBA brain and like think this out and so what would I tell the other parents and what I tell them would be you need to practice these skills when you're not actually needing to go somewhere so you can pretend you're going to go somewhere and if you end up going there great but don't be scared to say we're going home because we're not acting appropriately Mm -hmm. like I've had to do that and sometimes I've had to do it on days where I really need to get somewhere so I don't try to make those threats because I know I have to follow through so we've had to really practice that too and so what we ended up doing was practicing hey we're gonna just go for a drive we might not have an end game but if we make it somewhere great but if not we're gonna use this as an opportunity to teach like we're gonna go home Mm -hmm. if we can't behave in the car but then it's not in a moment where I'm going to miss out on hanging out with my friends or I'm going to miss out on going to church or whatever it is. So we're doing it in a time where my brain, like I know what we're trying to achieve. And then it sends kind of a clear message to the kids. Yeah. Like they, I will be taken seriously if I say we'll go home. Right. But it, I've never really had to do that because I've always used those in times that we're practicing. And so I only had to do that at like probably one or two times till they really started realizing like, oh, she really does mean business. Right. <laughs> so that's one thing that's helped. But just practicing doing like the hour trip. Maybe you go find a cool park somewhere. So you prepare a little at time, especially if you're someone that's really scared to kind of do that. We did do a trip all the way to Georgia right in the beginning. My mom was here, so that was helpful, but that was a lot. <laughs> but now that we've done the three-hour trip, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, my confidence is up. We can, like, handle the toddler for three hours. She can handle it. Like, now let's start venturing out further and further. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like um, extending your endurance Yeah. during a run. You know what I mean? You're extending your kid's endurance for a car ride, your endurance. Um, I know every time we travel, especially with the dogs, one thing we have to plan for is frequent stops. Like, I just need to not get mad at frequent stops, something that really used to frustrate me because I just want to get there. I'm not big on driving anyways. It's not my favorite thing to do. I would much rather be a passenger, but I just need to like be mindful that like frequent stops will have to happen. One of my biggest pet peeves is screaming in the car. And then like this is something that I know we've discussed. I am pretty good at ignoring in the house. Like, there's just something about being in the car in that, like, small enclosed space that I I honestly, like, start to sweat and my heart beats faster and it's really, really hard for me to get through that entire extinction burst in the car, you know? And so just trying to, like, not give it as much attention as I can possibly, you know, withhold and maybe if I just kind of pulled over and get, you know, got out of the car, gave myself, like, a breath of fresh air. Oh, I've done it. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I'll find, like, I'll go find a parking lot that's safe and away from the major street and probably, like, at a grocery store. And I just either stopped the car and wait or I've even stopped the car and just stood on the other side of the car. Because right. I needed to chill out. They needed to get through whatever they were getting through. And then once we were calm again, we resumed what we were doing. Right. And that's even a 20-minute street. Like, that's, you know, there's times it was so bad. It was, like, just came, like, 20 minutes down the road. We were having, like, major outbursts. So, well, yeah, I've definitely pulled over. But at that point, it's a safety concern. Like, some of these behaviors... And I know for a lot of our parents that we work with, like, this is a big one for our kids that we work with. And we've gotten so far with some of my families. I'm like, look, you guys can do this, but keep practicing. You have to get in that mental space that this is what's going to happen and have a plan. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have a kid that's at home and you know that this is a struggle, find a time where you can either go practice it so that you know you're calm or two, that you have a plan. What are you going to do if your kid starts screaming in the car or throwing things like whatever it is? prepare the car. If they're a thrower, make sure that you remove their shoes when they're in their car seat. Remove anything that they can reach um, so they can't check it out of you because it is a safety concern. And like, what is your game plan going to be? Because I think that once you have a plan, it already brings your anxiety down because you know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's when you, those things all kind of just start happening all at once and you haven't thought about it that then you're losing your mind. And then the last thing anyone wants is to like cause a car accident or because it's just uncontrollable. And I've seen it happen. Like I've seen that unfortunate situation happen. Mm-hmm. So trying to practice it, having a game plan. I think there's just a few little things that can make a world of difference. Yeah. Traveling is definitely one of those times, you know, we keep talking about planning and those antecedent things to put into place because, like you're saying, the safety and, you know, on the highway at 65 miles an hour is the last thing that you want to have happen when, you know, you don't have a game plan. Preparing the car beforehand and, like, having lists, I don't like to be uncomfortable in car rides, so I... I do this for my kids too. Like everybody gets a pillow, everybody gets a blanket, you know, just those things. They probably won't need it. I mean, thinking back to all our car trips, nine times out of 10, they tossed it on the floor. But Murphy's Law will probably say (laughs) that the one time that I didn't pack it is the time that they want it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just like don't want to have to go through that extinction burst going down the highway of I want my pillow and my blanket, you Mm -hmm. know, even for like a three hour car ride. But yeah, just being paired is so important. Hopefully you guys can take some of those um, tips and have some successful travels this summer. Please check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Imperfect Behavior and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.